This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast, which is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, la-touraine.com. And then when you make your purchase, make sure you use my promo code at checkout. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. That will get you 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. We are also brought to you by Pick'em Wars, free-to-play contests, real cash prizes. Make sure you check out their website, pick'emwars.com. And when you make your picks, if you get the most right in that contest, you get paid out in real cash. It's as simple as that, no gimmicks. So if you think you got what it takes to win the contest, go to pick'emwars.com today. This episode is brought to you by Team Clicks. Team branded sunglasses and blue light blockers. They have awesome designs, really cool stuff. Every team that you can think of, teamclicks.com, T-E-A-M-C-L-I-X. And then make sure you use my code, Adam Hulse Sports. That will get you all of your best deals and offers at teamclicks.com. That same exact promo code, Adam Hulse Sports, will get you all of your best deals and offers at fanatics.com. Fanatics has team branded literally anything you can think of from clothing to stuff around the house literally anything that you want your favorite team's logo on you can find it at fanatics.com and use my code adam hole sports to get all of your best deals now i would like to give a quick shout out to rave on sports the awesome new app where you watch games live you interact with other fans of your team you battle with fans from opposing teams i love the app i host dallas cowboys games on the rave on sports app for anyone who's come out and joined me on that app it's been a blast every single time that we've done it if you haven't tried it out yet you really should give it a shot it's available in the app store it's called rave on sports and you can find me there doing the dallas cowboy games and just one last thing that i want to mention before getting into this episode i am taking part in a fantasy football reality tv show this football season it's called the trenches they are presented by armchair athletics you can find it on youtube that's where all the content is weekly episodes also stream live on tuesday nights i'm one of the 12 teams competing for a five thousand dollar grand prize It's a reality fantasy football competition like you've never seen before. There's all these different twists and turns along the way. You can lose players from your rosters. It's anything but a conventional fantasy football league. It's been a blast doing it. I'm having a lot of fun. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to YouTube. Look up The Trenches by Armchair Athletics. Also, on that show, I am playing for a great charity. It's called Merlin's Kids. What they do is they rescue dogs and then they train those dogs dogs to become service dogs for kids with special needs, autism, returning veterans, all kinds of people who may need a service dog. Merlin's Kids trains rescue dogs to become that. So it's kind of a win-win for both sides. These dogs get a brand new home that they really need. And these people in need get the service dog that they really need. Everybody's happy. It's a great cause. That's who I'm playing for. Check them out. Merlin's Kids. And if you can give anything, I would really appreciate it because I promise every penny of that is going to a great cause.
Okay, so now all of that being said, I know I just rattled off a lot at the top of the episode. Everything I just mentioned, all those great deals, offers, everything I've been up to can always be found in one place, and that's on my Twitter page, at Adam Hull Sports. Make sure you follow me there. There is a direct link to my Linktree account in my bio on Twitter. Also, all of those direct links are available in the pinned tweet on my Twitter page with my most recent podcast episode. Again, if you ever want to be up to date with anything that I have going on in the sports world, all my articles, all my podcasts, all my appearances on everything else, football-related, sports-related, UFC-related, it can all be found in one place at Adam Hulse Sports on Twitter. Okay, so now that we got all of that out of the way, let's get into this episode. It is already week 10 of the NFL season. NFL season's so crazy. Every year it just flies right by. It feels like to me that this season is really just getting started, just getting in the groove of things. In reality, the regular season is already halfway over. Nine weeks already gone, nine more weeks to go. This is the true halfway point of the NFL season. Feels unbelievable to me, but it's here. It is what it is. So what I'm going to do in this episode is this is just kind of a halfway checkpoint of the NFL season. I'm going to go and review each of the eight divisions, give my take on who I think is going to win that division in this point of the season, refer back to some of my preseason predictions, kind of see where they stand, talk a little bit about the playoffs, which again, we're halfway to the playoffs already. So again, this is like a mid-season halfway point check-in. I'll give my take on everything that's going on, my opinion that may or may not have changed since the beginning of the season, and we'll just kind of see where we're at with this crazy 2022 NFL season. Okay, so I'm just going to start with the NFC East, and the NFC East has to be one of the biggest surprises this season. It has been, for the last handful of years, by far the worst division in the NFL for a while. What was once one of the most competitive divisions every season of the NFL really became really the bottom of the NFL, but in 2022, the NFC East is is back. It is competitive again. It is arguably, along with the AFC East, the very best division in football this year. Because when you look at the NFC East, you got the Eagles undefeated. You got the Cowboys, who have looked phenomenal this year. The Giants, who have far exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations. And then even the Commanders, they're kind of right in the mix to be in a wild card spot as well. Like they're definitely going to be competing for the playoffs. So all four teams have their eyes set on the playoffs playoffs this year. It's refreshing to me to see this division make a comeback. Look, I'm a Cowboys fan, so it's fun to me when the NFC East is very competitive. Now, of course, I wish the Cowboys were sitting on top of the division instead of the Eagles, but there's a whole half a season to play. I do believe in the Dallas Cowboys right now. Whether or not they win this division is yet to be seen. They're obviously not out of it. They're right behind the Eagles. They still get to play the Eagles again. So by no means am I saying that this division race is over because it's definitely not. The Giants can still win this division too. I still think it's a three-team race. But when it comes to the Cowboys, I truly believe right now they are built for playoff football. Playoff football, you got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to play excellent defense, and that's the Cowboys' strengths. It's unbelievable how far this defense has come with 
two additions. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, has really changed everything for this defense. And then, of course, drafting Micah Parsons, which in his second season, he's already one of the very best defensive players in the NFL and one of the front runners to win the defensive player of the year this year. So for me, that's really the story with the Cowboys. They've had a good running game for years now behind Ezekiel Elliott with Tony Pollard really progressing along, obviously, as well. They've had Dak for a while now. What they've kind of been missing is that defense. They've been, for a long time, they were a very bad defense, and then they became kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense. This season, they're one of the best defenses in football. To me, that's the Dan Quinn effect, and of course, adding the superstar in Parsons. That's what's been missing from the Cowboys in years past, is a dominating defense. I think this is a defense that's going to show up big time in the playoffs. They're good across the board, don't really have many weaknesses on the defense, and they can really get after the quarterback. We all know how important that is for a defense, especially in the playoffs, to be able to apply pressure to the opposing quarterbacks without having the blitz, and the Cowboys do that regularly. It's a huge weapon to have. That's why I have a ton of confidence in the Cowboys right now. Look, self-admittedly, I said I was less confident in the Cowboys this year than I was last year. That was my take on the Cowboys before the season started. But honestly, that's starting to really flip now. And it's really about that defense. The defense is so much better this year than it was last year. And I truly think that can be the difference for the Cowboys moving forward. So I still have all the confidence in the world in the Cowboys come postseason time. They've pretty much already punched their ticket to the playoffs, in my opinion, as have the Eagles. I don't know which of those two teams is going to end up winning this division, but I think they are both definitely getting to the playoffs. Now, I don't have anything negative to say about the Eagles. They've been dominant, undefeated, the best team on paper performance-wise so far this season in the NFL, and there's really no doubt about that because their record shows it, their results show it. But I just want to see the Eagles, how they perform when they're truly tested in a certain game or if a team really can slow down that read option with Jalen Hurts that's been so deadly for them. No team has really been able to stop that yet, but I think that will change at some point. Usually defensive coordinators, defensive schemes, they catch up with these things eventually. Doesn't seem like anyone has yet and Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal. He's an MVP candidate, but I just want to see how the Eagles offense responds if that element gets shut down by an opposing defense. That has been their bread and butter. Their entire offense runs through it. If it's taken away, I just want to see what it looks like. Okay, so just to kind of wrap up the NFC East, I have the Eagles and the Cowboys as locks to make it to the playoffs. The Giants obviously have a really good shot to get there as well. It's amazing to me what the Giants are doing because on paper, I just don't think that team is very good, but they hired the new coach, Brian Dayball. He has the team playing well. They haven't actually played very impressive really in many of their wins. They haven't really looked good doing it, but to their credit, they're just finding ways to win games. They're pulling games out late. A lot of that, I think, has to do with coaching, with day ball, so the Giants obviously have themselves right in the mix to possibly make the playoffs, and then the Commanders, with a strong second half of the season, they can definitely be in the mix for a wild card as well, but they're going to need to play well down the stretch and get a good record if they want to do that. Okay, now let's move to the AFC East, because it's kind of a lot like the NFC East, in that all four teams have their sights set on the playoffs. All four teams look like they have a pretty decent shot of getting there with a strong back half of the season. The Bills are basically a lock to get in. While the Eagles have had the best results so far this season, I think the Bills have been the team that looks the most impressive this season. To me, the Bills are the only 
team that you can make a case that they have the number one offense and the number one defense in the entire NFL. I can't really make much of a case for any other team even having that possibility. That's what makes the Bills so good. Their offense is incredible with Josh Allen, but even if the offense is a little bit up, the defense doesn't give up points either, so they can beat you kind of in a ton of different ways. They're so balanced. They're good on both sides of the ball. There's a reason why so many people pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl before the season started. It's because they're good all the way across the board at just about every position. Their offense matches their defense. That's what makes them dangerous. They haven't disappointed this year. They've kind of shown why so many people love them before the season started. Then we have the Dolphins, who before the year, you know, last couple years, they've been borderline just missing out on the playoffs. They brought in Mike McDaniel. They brought in Tyreek Hill, obviously. And this system that he brought in is absolutely perfect for Tua Tagovailoa. It's perfect for Tyreek Hill. It's perfect for Jalen It just works. It plays to Tua's strengths. McDaniel is a great offensive mind. He designed this perfectly for it to work. Tyreek Hill is dominating. He's leading all receivers in just about every category. He's been probably the best offensive player in the NFL, non-quarterback, of course, this season. He's been dominant. It works. The Dolphins are definitely a dangerous team. They struggled a little bit, kind of in the middle of their schedule so far, but remember, that was without Tua. Now that Tua's back, they're clicking on all cylinders again. I think the Dolphins are a dangerous team to watch. They just have to clean up their defense. I think they give up way too many big plays and way too many points. If their defense can improve a little bit, that offense is very scary, and they can definitely be a threat during the postseason. As for the other two teams in this division, I'll start with the Jets. The Jets have exceeded my expectations this year. I really like the young Jets roster prior to the season, but my take on the Jets before the year started was they probably need another year or two for it all to come together. They're ahead of schedule, in my opinion. They've looked pretty good this season, especially on defense. They've got one of the top defenses in the league, too. My biggest issue with the Jets, besides the Brees Hall injury, of course, because that changes everything on offense, is I just don't trust Zach Wilson, at least not yet. He has not looked very good. I know he's young. I know he's missed a lot of time in both of his seasons so far with injuries. Maybe that stunted his development a little bit. I'm not saying he can never be good, but watching him play this year, he has not been good. This is a quarterback-driven league. It doesn't matter how good the rest of your team is. If you don't have the quarterback, it makes it extremely difficult to win playoff games and to go far in the postseason. I think the Jets are actually going to fall a little bit short of the playoffs, though they're going to be right in the mix of that wild card race for the whole season. But the biggest thing for me with the Jets is watch out for them next year. This could really all come together. Another offseason with the younger players maturing, adding more in free agency in the draft. The Jets are definitely a team to keep an eye on for next year. I just think they're going to fall a little bit short this year. Finally, the Patriots. Look, Bill Belichick schemes ways to keep the Patriots in every single game. He's obviously one of the greatest, if not the best coach in the history of the NFL. This roster, in my opinion, is really bad. When you look at this team on paper with pretty much any other head coach, this team would be horrible in my opinion. They don't have any other coach. They have Belichick. He keeps them competitive in every game. He will keep them competitive in every season. They will be in the mix for a playoff spot, but I just don't think they have enough firepower to get there. And even if they do get there, look at what happened last year. They got destroyed by the Bills when they did get to the playoffs. So I don't consider the Patriots a threat at all. They'll be competitive because of Belichick, but I just don't see 
see them going anywhere. Okay, now that we got the two best divisions out of the way, let's go to the North. I'll start with the NFC North. Man, the Packers have been a disaster, haven't they? Aaron Rodgers looks terrible. He hasn't thrown more than two touchdown passes in any game this season. At the halfway point, he already has seven interceptions. That's more than any of his last two seasons full season interception total. He's way under his touchdown pace. Look, I mean, losing Devontae Adams, they kind of tried to brush it aside like it wasn't that big of a deal. It obviously was. He needs a top receiver if the Packers offense is going to ever start clicking again. These unproven guys that they have, sure, like Romeo Dalbs looks good and Alan Lazard, yeah, that's fine, but they're all complimentary wide receivers. Where's the top dog? Where's the big receiver? They don't have it, and I just think that the Packers are going to continue struggling the rest of the year. I don't see them waking up and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers looking like his MVP version again because he just doesn't have the weapons to do it, in my opinion. I think the Packers are going to struggle until the end of the year, and I don't see them making the playoffs at all. The team that's going to win this division is going to be the Vikings. They've really been the only team in this division that's been consistently good all year. They're winning games. New head coach also. He's brought out the best in this offense. Their defense is much improved from last year. That's been kind of their Achilles heel is how bad they've been defensively look they haven't been great defensively this year but they're much improved and this offense is no joke Dalvin Cook arguably a top five running back Justin Jefferson is a top five receiver he has a case for being the best most talented wide receiver in the NFL while I don't necessarily think that the Vikings are as good as their record only losing one game in the first half of the season they are going to win this division I can't see any team catching them at this point and we'll just see what this becomes in the playoffs because the Vikings are going to get there as for the other two teams the Chicago Bears have really come alive lately in particular Justin Fields and his rushing ability he just set the record for most rushing yards in a game by a quarterback unbelievable he's rushing every week whatever they did because Fields struggled for a long time the first like year and a half of his career and now all of a sudden he basically looks like Mike Vick out there he's like Lamar Jackson Jr. right now. It's unbelievable what Fields has done. It's been helping them win games. It's unlocked the rest of the offense. Look, Fields never even throws for 200 yards. He's always below 200 yards every week, but he makes up for it by running for like 100 yards. It's been working. Whatever system they put in place took a little while to come around, but now it looks like it's clicking. Fields looks like the real deal. I don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs this year, but they have something to build on in the offseason. And then there's the line. The Lions are just a team. They're going to be competitive every single game, and they've shown that this year. They've shown it last year. The only issue is that they don't win many games. So they have talent. They have motivation. They compete for sure, but they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, let's go to the AFC North. I still do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to find a way to win this division. The Ravens are leading it right now. I think just overall, the Bengals are a better team. But the issue with the Bengals is Jamar Chase and his his health. Without Chase, I don't give the Bengals much of a chance of doing much in the postseason. They can definitely compete. Joe Burrow's obviously legit. They still have other great offensive weapons. Even without Chase, they do have a very good offense, very good receivers even without him, but he is what makes the difference between good offense and elite offense for the Bengals. If he can come back healthy, the Bengals might be one of the te- teams that gets really hot late in the season, and they're very dangerous in the playoffs. If Jamar 
Chase doesn't get back to full health, they're just going to be a consistently good team. They're going to make the postseason, in my opinion, but without Chase, they're not going far in it. As for the Ravens, I mean, it was a big move for them getting Roquan Smith right at the trade deadline. They needed help on their defense, and making that move obviously helps them. He's one of the best linebackers in football. And look, obviously they have Lamar Jackson on offense. It's just, I think the same issue this year with the Ravens is the same issue it's been every year. They're going to be very good in the regular season, but the Lamar Jackson running style, this offensive scheme to this point has not worked in the playoffs. There's nothing different about it this year. If anything, it's a little bit less dominant this year than it used to be in the past. So that could be really bad news come playoff time. I just don't see it being any different this year than it's been the last couple years it hasn't worked in the past nothing's changed so I don't see it working this year Moving to the Browns now, the Browns running game and defense is going to keep them in every game as it has done this year, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. It looks like Deshaun Watson is going to make his return pretty soon. Look, it's possible that the Browns still make it to the playoffs. They're in the mix for a wild card spot for sure if they get hot down the stretch, if Watson comes in and plays well. I just don't think with, you know, being away a year and a half from football that Watson's going to come right in and be elite right away. I think it's going to take some time for him to shake the rust off he doesn't have that time this season this season's running out the Browns need to be hot in the second half of the season if they're going to make the playoffs I just don't think it's all going to come together this year the Browns plan was always about next year anyway right with the suspension with Watson the way they designed the contract the whole thing they were looking more towards next year hoping for this year planning for next year and it looks like that's how it played out and lastly in the AFC North the Pittsburgh Steelers we knew we'd probably Probably see Kenny Pickett at some point this season. It's already happened. Trubisky didn't play that well. Pickett has struggled. He's a rookie. You know, you don't want to look too much into that. They're getting him experience, which is what the important part is. They're obviously kind of looking towards next year already. They traded away Chase Claypool. They're kind of looking towards the future now, as they should. They've been without TJ Watt. He's going to come back, which is great for them. But, I mean, the Steelers aren't making a run at the playoffs. There's no chance, in my opinion. This season's all about getting Pickett the necessary experience experience, building for next year, and then really seeing what you have with the rookie quarterback. Okay, let's move on now to the West, and I'm going to start with the Seahawks. I did not see this coming at all with the Seahawks. With Geno Smith, I truly, honestly believed that the Seahawks were just tanking this season. They traded away Russell Wilson. They got rid of Bobby Wagner. They didn't bring in another quarterback and instead decided that they're going to stick with Geno Smith. Sure, Pete Carroll said all the whole way leading up to the season that they believe Geno can make them a competitive playoff team. I thought that was just more coach speak. He kind of has to say that. He can't say, yeah, we're kind of just tanking this year so we get a high draft pick and get a good quarterback. But look, Pete Carroll looks like a genius right now. Everything he said about Geno Smith has come true and more. I mean, Geno's been unbelievable. He's been a top five quarterback this season, which I didn't see coming. I don't think really anybody saw coming. They have a superstar rookie running back in Walker. Their defense is okay. Not great. But again, I thought they'd be tanking this year. I thought they would easily be a bottom five team at the end of the season. Instead, they've been a top 10 team all year and they look like they're in great shape to punch their ticket to the postseason. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to 
to win the division because the San Francisco 49ers look very good also. They obviously traded for Christian McCaffrey, bringing their offense to a whole new level. Their defense has already been one of the two best defenses in football along with the Buffalo Bills. Those have been the top two in yards and scoring pretty much all season so far. So you add Christian McCaffrey to an already pretty good offense, to an elite defense, to a 49ers team that already made it to the NFC Championship game last season. The 49ers are dangerous, without a doubt. Adding Christian McCaffrey to a team that was already that good, definitely watch out for the 49ers. They've kind of underperformed a little bit to this point, but I expect them to be very good in the second half of the season and come playoff time. I think a lot of people are going to be talking about the possibility of a 49ers Super Bowl this year. As for the other two teams in this division, kind of a disaster, right? I mean, let's start with the Rams. Maybe it's a Super Bowl hangover. They won their ring last year. They have looked terrible this year on both sides of the ball, but in particularly on offense. They can't run the ball. They're probably the worst rushing team in the NFL. The only bright spot on their team this season offensively has been Cooper Cup. He was never going to replicate what he did last year, winning the receiving triple crown, having arguably the best season by a wide receiver in NFL history, but he's still been very good again this year, super reliable, right towards the top of the league in every receiving stat category. The difference is, this is what he kind of did last year, and it helped the Rams win a lot of games. They're just not winning games this year. Stafford has been a disaster. He's turning the ball over. He's leading the league in interceptions. The defense has underperformed as as well, despite adding Bobby Wagner, that's done nothing for them. The Rams are just a mess across the board. They're lucky they got their ring last year because they're not going anywhere this year. I don't see this thing turning around at all. And finally, the Cardinals. I mean, what are the Cardinals? They looked really good for a lot of last year. They completely fell apart towards the end of the year. This year, it's like they look good. They don't look great. They gave Kyler Murray all this money. Kyler Murray's a very good quarterback, but it's debatable whether or not he really deserved as much money as he got. They're just a strange team to me. They have high expectations. They believe that they're postseason contenders. I just don't really see it. To me, they're just like average at everything. Average defense, average offense, average rushing game, average passing game, just average across the board. So they're going to compete, but I just don't see this team the way it's built and under Cliff Kingsbury, who in my opinion is the worst head coach in the NFL. I just don't see them going anywhere. And now the AFC West. Everybody, myself included, thought this was going to be the most dominant division in the NFL this season. Top to bottom, all four teams were going to be phenomenal. All four were going to have a chance at making the playoffs. This was supposed to be the elite of the elite with four really good teams getting even better in the offseason, but it really hasn't worked out that way. Russell Wilson, his first year with the Broncos, has been really bad. Like, really bad. The Broncos have been finding ways to win a few games here and there, but Russell Wilson has looked like a disaster, which, again, plays into what I said before about the Seahawks and Pete Carroll looking like a genius. It seemed like he was kind of, you know, favoring moving on from Russell Wilson. A lot of people questioned him for it, but I mean, this season, there's no doubt about it. Geno Smith has played better than Russell Wilson. Maybe Pete Carroll saw something in Russell Wilson that he thought a decline was coming for whatever reason, but again, Pete Carroll looks like a genius. Russell has been a disaster, and unless he turns it around quickly, speaking of bad head coaches, Nathaniel Hackett, 
For me, he joins Cliff Kingsbury as the very worst head coaches in the NFL. Then we have the Raiders, who have been equally as disappointing as the Broncos, if not more. The Raiders made it to the playoffs last season. They added Devontae Adams. They added Chandler Jones. So a superstar on both sides of the ball. My preview episode for this season, I was very high on the Raiders, and I thought the Raiders were being disrespected a little bit for that reason. They made the playoffs. They made significant upgrades on both sides of the ball. I expected them to be right in that mix again, competing, going back to the postseason. But it just has not worked out. Like, I don't see how Derek Carr has gotten so much worse this season than he was last year, despite getting Devontae Adams, a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Look, maybe Josh McDaniels is just not a good head coach. Maybe that's it. They hired Josh McDaniels. His first run as a head coach didn't really work out too well. Maybe he's just meant to be an offensive coordinator, not a head coach, because this Raiders situation has really been a disaster. Then we get to the top two teams in the AFC West. The Chargers, sure, the Chargers are good. On paper, they're one of the best teams. They've definitely underperformed a little bit this season. I do think that they're going to the playoffs. I think they're good enough for sure to make it to the postseason. I know they've had a lot of injuries, in particular with the wide receivers. Keenan Allen has barely played at all. Mike Williams is out now, too. So that could definitely be why they've underperformed for sure. But on paper, they just look like they should be a lot better than they've played. Maybe they'll come alive in this second half and they'll start playing their best football late in the season. Again, I think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. I don't have much confidence in them beyond that. And definitely not as much as the best team in this division, which is of course the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I mean, there's really not much else to say about the Chiefs except this has been business as usual for the Chiefs. Since Mahomes took over as the starter, it's pretty much been the same story every year. There was question marks coming into this year about how the offense would look without Tyreek Hill. I personally picked Mahomes to be the MVP this season because I thought he'd play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of that, because people were doubting his abilities for some reason just because they got rid of Tyreek Hill. He looks no different without Tyreek Hill. Now he just spreads the ball around a little bit more than he did with Hill. Same Mahomes, same Chiefs, same Andy Reid. They've basically been a top three team in the NFL almost every week since Mahomes took over as a starter. They've been a Super Bowl contender since he took over as a starter every season. Nothing different this year. Business as usual. Watch out for the Chiefs. No surprise there. And of course, our fourth and final region is the South. I'll start with the AFC South. This division's bad. This is the worst division in football, in my opinion. Now, the Titans are leading the way. Yes, they did have a five-game winning streak before they got beat by the Chiefs, and they have Derrick Henry, of course, but besides Henry, just nothing is all that impressive about the Titans. Okay, yeah, their defensive line is very good. They can stop the run. They can get after quarterbacks without really blitzing, and that's great and all, but the back end is so bad that they have one of the better run defenses, but one of the very worst passing defenses. They can't pass the ball at all on offense. They have no receivers, no tight ends. Their quarterback's not very good either. All they really have is a D-line and Derrick Henry. And again, yes, it got them a five-game winning streak before they played the Chiefs. They obviously are the favorites to win the South. Look, I didn't think they were very good last season either, and they somehow got the one seed in the AFC. So maybe I'm wrong about the Titans. The results say that I'm wrong, but I just don't believe in the Titans long term. 
form because any team that can slow down Derrick Henry a little bit, the Titans really don't have any other way to beat you besides giving the ball to Henry 30 plus times a game and him going off. When he doesn't go off, the Titans don't win. They don't have another element to threaten other teams and therefore that's why I really don't believe in the Titans as a contender at all. But the Titans have put themselves in a good situation to win this division because the rest of the division has just not been very good. The Texans, they've been more competitive than I thought they would, but they're obviously not going anywhere. They have a case for a team that has a really good chance to get the number one overall pick in next year's draft. This season for the Texans was all about analyzing if Davis Mills is the quarterback, and I don't think they've gotten their answer yet. He's looked good at times. He never looks spectacular, but he never looks bad either. So I think there's still the same question marks with Mills, but obviously the Texans not going anywhere as a team. Their big decision when it comes to the end of the year is are they sticking with Mills or are they going to use their high draft pick on a quarterback? The Colts were supposed to be the main team that were going to challenge the Titans for this division like they did last year. Remember the meltdown last season? All the Colts had to do was win one of their final two games of the season. They lost both of them, including to the Jaguars in the last week, giving the Jags just their second win of the season. That meltdown caused them to get rid of Carson Wentz. They got Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was a disaster this year. He got benched for Sam Ellinger, a young quarterback with just not much pedigree and, you know, not much really upside when it comes to his prospects as a pro. They might already be packing it in and just looking for next season with officially going to Ellinger. They already fired head coach Frank Reich. They hired Jeff Saturday with no coaching experience in the NFL whatsoever. So I don't really know what the Colts plan is. Maybe they're subtly tanking as well and they believe they need a quarterback. So they're trying to get a worse record for a better draft pick so they can try to get their quarterback of the future. Colts are a mess right now. They're not going anywhere. And then the team that I hyped up so much prior to the season, if you listen to any of my NFL preview episodes, was the Jaguars. Early part of this season, it looked like my predictions with the Jaguars were looking really good. I said I thought Trevor Lawrence would take a huge step forward this season, and he definitely has. He was really bad in his rookie year. He was also in a really bad situation with an incapable head coach in Urban Meyer. He has a real head coach now with Doug Peterson. Lawrence has looked phenomenal in certain games this season. A little shaky in others. He still needs to protect the ball a little bit more. You know, too many interceptions for sure. But I still believe what I believed before the season, and it's that the Jags can win this division. They looked like they were going to be right in the mix for it in the first few weeks of the season. They have stumbled a little bit since then. They went on a little bit of a losing streak, but they've looked better again lately. They're going to need help from the Titans. The Titans are going to have to have a bad second half of the season, which to me is not out of the equation because I told you all my reasons why I don't like the Titans. And if the Jags can really come alive in this second half and the Titans can stumble a little bit, they still have a chance to get that upset for the division title. Even if they don't, I do like what I've seen out of the Jags this season. I think they are going to be kind of like the Jets. They're a team to watch out for next year for sure. I think the Jags quarterback is a lot better than the Jets. 
They have similar offensive weapons to work with. The Jets' defense is better for sure, but the Jags' defense has been a surprise this year. They've been much better than I thought that they were going to be. Again, I think the Jags still have a long shot chance to win this division this year, but I'll most likely be picking them again next season to win this division because I just really like where they're heading. And I also don't have much faith in the other three teams in this division right now. And that brings us to the eighth and final division, and that is the NFC South. This has been a strange division this season. They've been very bad as a whole. And man, I really wish one of the other three teams would have came alive and really given themselves a great shot to win this division. It's really anybody's division at this point when you look at the records, but it's probably going to be the Bucks when it comes down to it, right? They're obviously the best team on paper for sure. We know that the Bucks have not played their best football this season. They're probably going to be better in the second half than they were in the first half. They're just too talented not to be, in my opinion. But man, as bad as the Bucks have been in the first half of this season, if only one of those three other teams, such as the Saints, who I was pretty high on before the year, could have had a strong first half of the season and tried to put the Bucks away and really take control of this division, unfortunately, that didn't happen. The Bucks have been so bad, and in a lot of other divisions, they'd be almost like dead in the water right now, or at least a huge long shot to win a division in most of the other ones in football. They're kind of lucky to be in the NFC South, where everybody's underperformed this year, so they're still in a great situation and probably going to win their division, despite how bad they really have been this year. But when you look at the rest of the division and how they perform so far, who's going to be the team to really challenge the Bucs in the second half? I mean, the Bucs can keep playing as bad as they're playing right now, and they still might win this division kind of by default, because that's kind of how bad it has been. Now, the Falcons have looked improved, but I mean, do you really believe in the Falcons and Marcus Mariota, like overtaking Tom Brady and the Bucs to win this division? I don't see it. I think that Thursday night game this week when they lost to the Carolina Panthers, I I think that said a lot about how bad the Falcons actually are. They've been playing kind of above how good they are, but the Panthers are a team, they've gone through how many quarterbacks now in the last two years? Four, five? They fired their head coach and Matt Rule. They traded away Christian McCaffrey. They're basically rebuilding for next season. They still don't have a quarterback. That's going to be their focus in the offseason. Surprisingly, they've actually played better since trading away Christian McCaffrey and firing Matt Rule. That happens sometimes when you fire a head coach. It kind of gets the guys all fired up. But let's be honest here. The Panthers aren't going anywhere. They're probably going to have a top five pick in the draft next year. The Falcons have been decent this season, but I don't see them going anywhere. I don't think they're making it to the playoffs. The Saints, to me, have been one of the more disappointing teams. I was high on the Saints before the season started. I like their defense, their running game. Their receivers much improved from last season. I just don't get why they're sticking with Andy Dalton, in my opinion. We all know what Andy Dalton is. He's a veteran, sure. He's been around forever. He is a backup quarterback at this point in his career. Now, I know Jameis Winston has his flaws, but I just can't accept that the Saints think that Andy Dalton gives them a better chance to win games than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was 5-2 with the Saints last season before the injury. Now, he's had health problems this year as well, but he's healthy and ready to go now, and for whatever reason, the Saints are still sticking with Andy Dalton. I think them being bad is their own fault. I think Jameis has way more upside, gives them a better chance to win, especially with the receivers they have and the way that Winston can air it 
figured out. I just don't get it why they're sticking with Dalton unless they've packed it in also and they're already looking for next season. But they shouldn't because this division is up for grabs. If they want to go get it, in my opinion, bench Dalton, start Jameis, and see what he can do for you in the second half of the year. Again, last season, he went 5-2 and two in his first seven games before getting injured. If he can do that in the second half of the season, if you give him a shot to, the Saints could still win this division if the Bucks don't get it together. Okay, so that just about wraps up everything that I have, but after breaking down all 32 teams, I'm just real quick going to give right now at this halfway point of the season the seven teams that I'm picking from each conference that I'm predicting to make the playoffs. In the AFC, I have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. And then in the NFC, I'm picking the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, the Bucks, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Those are my 14 playoff picks at the halfway point of the season. That was my take on all 32 NFL teams at this halfway point. A lot can change in the second half of the season, just like a lot changed from the start of the year to the halfway point. Nothing's locked in yet. The teams that look really good now are not necessarily going to be the teams that look really good when the playoffs get here. That's what's great about the NFL. It's about who gets hot at the end of the year at the right time and can really make that push through the postseason. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out in the second half of the season. But with that being said, that is all that I have for this episode. Make sure you go and follow me on Twitter at Adam Hulse Sports. Direct links to everything that I talked about at the top of the show. All my articles, podcasts, appearances, deals, everything I have going on can be found there at Adam Hulse Sports on Twitter. Make sure you follow me there. Make sure you come back for another episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.